What's going on, fight fans, wrestling fans? Welcome to another edition, another episode, installment of Wrestling with MMA. I'm Mike Feldman, co-host Justin Ferrar. What's up, Chuck? How you feeling, brother? How you doing, man? Good to see you again. It's a long time no see once again. Don't tell them that. But yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. We got no excuses. We were doing this before the holiday season. But we, like you said, keep the scruff. I was going to shave, buzz a couple of things before this uh, before this episode. And you're like, you know what? We're busy, Dad. So here we are. You're busy. I'm busy, like you said, trying to keep the, uh, the lights on and the food on the table. And uh, the holiday season's coming up. And... Uh, my little man's birthday is Monday, so uh, gotta work uh, so much overtime to pay for his. And my little man's birthday is Sunday. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, so I'm like trying to provide the whole pizza party. My wife's like, you "Got this?" I was like, "Got it." I like it. December fourth, huh? Might have to exactly. Might have to start an OnlyFans to cover the. Oh man, I know. <laughs> I don't think anybody's into the fat dudes, so. <laughs> never know. You never know if your toes look good. So, But, um, yeah, but uh, how was your Thanksgiving? I worked. Um, and then uh, Friday, we had a little get-together with my aunt. And then Saturday after work again, my mom was able to join. So um, we didn't have uh, the, the traditional uh, Thanksgiving because uh, my girlfriend went to her, her family's um because i was at work but um i can't pass up that double and a half time so uh it was good though i got my uh i got my uh, turkey fill and uh we got leftovers for a few weeks so i'm gonna try to crush that and you know maybe gain uh, a little bit more weight for the holidays the winter is rolling in thick in the ferrara household um, oh my god brendan schaub has a company called thick boy i might have to get you a shirt for christmas I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, let's. Uh, I think uh, I think we should jump into it. I'm uh, really excited for tonight's guest. Um, really excited for it. Um, Pat Downey, um, Bellator Rising Superstar on the docket for tonight. Um, really pumped up about him. Um, I think he's got a bright future. Um, like I said, he's got an amazing wrestling background. Um, I think he was a three-time state champ from Maryland. He was a high school national champ. Um, then he started training at the Olympic Training Center, and he was recruited by Jordan Burroughs, um, a U.S. great, uh, to, to go to Nebraska. Never heard of him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you haven't, shame on you. <laughs> but uh, fr from, the, from Nebraska, he, uh, he went to Iowa Central Community College, um, was a national champ there. And then he uh, got the opportunity to wrestle Division One again at Iowa State and took fifth at a whopping 197. So uh, I'm pretty uh, pretty pumped to talk to him about his, uh, his transition into MMA and, uh, you know, just to gauge his mindset and, uh, you know, just to get to know him a little bit. Um, just, uh, just because uh, I think he's a real interesting guy and i uh i like what he's got to offer to give some perspective how great of a wrestler is pat in now in uh mixed part how where does he compare to the top uh wrestlers that have transitioned into mma 
So let me, uh, well, I, I wrote down a list. Sorry, uh, I don't have the dual screen anymore. But, uh, you know, Kyle Crutchmer, he uh, he beat him a few times. Um, he is, you know, uh, Kamar Usman. He wrestled him at uh, the World Team Trials, or uh, Olympic Team Trials. So uh, he lost, but, uh, I mean, still, he uh, he lost two periods to one. But uh, still, you're, you're wrestling at the, the highest level. And, um you know, he had those super fights with uh, Nick Rodriguez and uh, Gordon uh, Ryan. So he's challenging himself, trying to become better. And then I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of names. Um, I'm sure you're not going to know. Maybe you probably know two of them. But uh, Zahid Valencia, um, national champ from Arizona State. Aaron Brooks, Bo Nickel, um, Alex Durringer, Ethan Ramos, Nick Heflin, David Taylor, Got Gabe to. Dean, Tyler Godwell. Tyrell Todd, Hayden Zilmer was a world team uh, member at a uh, heavyweight. So like 264, but he wrestled Hayden Zilmer. I remember watching him at uh, Fargo in the finals when he was an 84 pounder as like a seventh or eighth grader. But Quentin Wright, Chris Perry and Drew Foster. Those are, those are named some, uh, some wrestlers, but uh, I think he's just a, a bad dude. And I think he's going to rise real quick. And uh, like we were talking before, he's uh you know, he he tapped a dude out. I think it was uh, Nelson Keys. Yeah, um, tapped him out in 36 seconds. But um, you know, he's uh, he's doesn't look like he's really uh, shooting for the stars immediately. He's uh, I think he's feeling it out. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see when the old uh, lizard king gets on. Yeah, I I very much attract to his style, whether it's like uh, on the exterior, the mullet. We got to get him the Pit Viper uh, sponsorship out there. He's looking fantastic, uh, throwing the football to himself, pat to pat for the touchdown. Um, uh, it seems like he he speaks from the heart. Like he doesn't seem uh, uh, choreographed when uh, people interview him or when he gets behind the mic. I. I very much gravitate to people who just let it flow and aren't like uh, politicians kind of holding stuff and kind of sticking to a script or something. We have too uh, many of those nowadays. So exactly. And I, and I, for that uh, reason, Pat is just um, this, hopefully he, we connect, you know, there's always uh, the, you never know. There's been times in the past where some guys are busy. This is just a couple of days out from a big fight for him. So hopefully he connects in just a, a few seconds here, but yeah, man, I'm extremely excited about this. Uh, as soon as you dropped the knowledge, uh, a couple of uh, episodes ago about Pat Downey, uh, I was full in, man. Everybody's learning and gravitating and worshiping Mr. Bo, but it's like, uh, we're over here. We've got our pom-poms for Mr. Pat. Like I love it, man. Yeah. And the thing with Pat is, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't wrestle his full collegiate career. Um, but, you know, if he was in, a, I think, the right setting, um, you know, surrounded by the right people, he would have, he would have turned into, you know, a superstar, you know, 197 and he's fighting at what, 180 something now. So, yep. you know, his, his weight, you know, was that a cut for him? You know, did he struggle making the cut? Did he have uh, outside uh, factors contributing him uh, to being 197? But um yeah, it's a uh, real, real interesting to, and you know, just to see how would he, how would he fared, you know, but you know, he took some time off and then wrestled in the uh, the freestyle circuit, you know, doing those super matches or mixed matches with the, uh, you know, Greco Roman for one period and then freestyle another period, you know, against some pretty tough dudes and you know that's real admirable or admirable 
is, uh, you know, going, going against the best and, uh, you know, learning and developing uh, different tactics. Yeah. You always, uh, you hear sometimes that the, the athletes at the elite elite level will not, I don't know whether it's exposing themselves or putting themselves out there. Like I appreciate DK Metcalf trying to run for the Olympics, doing a hundred yard sprint. Uh, I appreciate, appreciate Pat and Bo challenging themselves against uh, Rodriguez or Gordon Ryan. It's like, that takes a certain type of confidence and man, I, I also think it's confidence too, that he he's not calling for the 85 champion or top 85ers, Johnny Eblen or gay guard Musasi uh, that he he's calling them out trying to, maybe it's a headline. Maybe he fully believes it, that he's, he's trusting the process. He's trusting the process. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I mean, and it's uh, I don't know if, it, I don't think it's a new world for him, but I mean, he's getting paid to do it. So um you know, goes along with his training and, you know, how he's preparing. So it'd be, it'd be fun to ask him. I know you got a, a bunch of questions um, for him, but it's uh, real interesting, you know, just to, like I said, you know, see what, see what Pat Downey's thinking. Have you uh, taken a look at uh, Bellator 289 yet? I haven't, but. Uh, pretty, there's now. some wrestlers, man. There's some wrestlers. Um, Danny Sabatello, who. Uh, I believe is the headline. He, he's the mixed martial art version of, uh, of Joe Pesci. Um, oh, it's so funny. I have some, uh, insight about that, uh, that commission in, uh, Mohegan Sun, Connecticut, where Pat and, uh, Danny Sabotel will be fighting December 9th, next Friday for Bellator 289. Oh, is that Patty the Batty? Is that him? Do we got... Am I, what am I seeing? Am I, are you talking about our Pat or no, Patty Pimlet? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, cause I was going to say, you are the real Patty the Bat. I was like, see, steal my lines. My bad, my bad. Yeah, I'm just uh, scrolling through it now. Uh, yeah. Danny Sabatello got, <laughs> um, John McCarthy, big John McCarthy, who's uh, one of the most famed, uh, referees of all time who's now transitioned into the broadcast side of things. Um, oh, we, yeah, uh, Michael Fidel, who is uh, one of Bellator PR, um, I believe is going to connect us with Mr. Pat Downey. Michael does a great job with Bellator, very excellent community, uh, communicative skills, and I really appreciate Michael on Twitter. Uh, Mike, if you can hear us, I love you, brother. But Thank you very much. Uh, I get God's happy uh, passcode now. We should be joining shortly. Amazing. How's everything going with you, brother? All good. Can't complain. How are you guys? We're, we're feeling good, man. We can feel feeling good. Excited. Yeah, that's right. We've been, you know, we've been trying to chase down Mr. Downey. Oh, yeah. We got it. We got it. Very excited. We're just, uh, we're setting the scene. Did a couple of minutes talking about how much we respect mr downey's style uh his work ethic his background and my man justin is just laying out the resume for me so it's just he i, I didn't know he wrestled kamar usman for the in the olympic trials it's it's pretty wild yeah the resume is deep for pat and i think that's him joining right now oh hey. that's a shout out to our sponsor iphone <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> 
What the hell's going on here? Can you guys hear me? We can hear you. We can just do audio if you're comfortable for it, but I know you're uh, not shy with the camera. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to get this motherfucker to work. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Man. Um, take your time. Oh, hey, there, there he is. is. There he is. Hey, what's up, fellas? Um, How's it going? I'm in the car. I'm out. I'm in my mobile right now. But uh, we is this good quality? Can we make it happen like this? Perfect. Perfection. Perfect. Perfect. Looks yeah. Looks like Avatar 2. Yeah, we really yeah, appreciate you. Uh, it's, that, it's that new motherfucking iPhone, huh? <laughs> well, let me set the scene here real quick. Guys, as promised, we we're being joined by Mr. Pat Downey. Uh, one and all in the Bellator cage. He fights at Bellator 289 Friday, December 9th. Watch live and free on Bellator's MMA YouTube channel. Follow Pat on Twitter and Instagram at Pat Downey. First and foremost, Mr. Pat Downey. How you doing, brother? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me on, man. I'm doing well. Um, just finishing up the uh, final touches. You know, most of the work's done before the fight is won. You know, some Sun Tzu shit there. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, tanning the body, cutting weight, the whole shebang. Awesome. Good to hear. Um, talk about uh, right now, like, what, uh, how you're preparing. I know it's a different uh, different scene. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm pretty heavy into wrestling myself, but uh, how's the transition from – you know, wrestling, you know, collegiate and then freestyle your entire life to, you know, actually uh, getting into that cage? Um, besides the, besides it being a different sport, you know, besides us doing MMA now versus wrestling, it's pretty much like the damn same. Like, yeah. you know, obviously MMA has a better uh, aesthetic. They sell it more like not quite WWE style, but wrestling is just they have no showmanship there's no presentation so that whole aspect of it you know like us having this conversation you're never going to go on the media before you're about to go wrestle yeah so that's cool that more people care i guess and uh but at the end of the day you're still cutting weight you got to weigh in you got a referee you're in a circle a cage you're competing one-on-one it's combat there's a lot of similarities so uh, i feel like that's probably why i'm so comfortable jumping in you know not that i'm even taking on guys in the bellator roster yet but just you know i don't think you know you might have a couple you had that you had that era where like uh pico and ed ruth and uh Tyrell fortune and there was a couple other ones uh oh yeah joey davis and um you know gerard trice they signed they had like that fab five signing where they kind of brought guys in that were top level wrestlers and uh Gave them a good, you know, whether you call it a signing bonus or a draw of their uh, purse, but like took a chance, you know, and um, it's kind of cool and humbling to be, you know, part of that echelon, like that level, you know, I have the accolades to uh, back up while I'm fighting in Bellator, you know? Yeah, um, I think, uh, I mean, it would have been uh, me as a wrestling fan, uh, really cool to see Aaron Pico compete at the, the collegiate level, but uh, I know he's got a, you know, a boxing background in general, but uh. Let's jump back to, uh, um, you know, your college career. I know uh, you were at the OTC for a little bit. And uh, Jordan Burrow sold you to Nebraska. Was that a... Uh... Yeah, man. I was there. 
So I had to go. I never wrestled freestyle, really. So they, they gave me an offer. If I went to Fargo and did well, I'd get a bed. And I went there to Fargo, and I won it. So yep. I uh, actually ended up being the only junior world medalist that year. Silver, right? The same year the same year that Jordan Burroughs won the Olympics coming out of college. So uh, that was pretty cool, training with him, getting to be a part of the national team, like having a bed, to your point, at the Olympic Training Center. I'm with, like, Herbert, who was on the Olympic yeah. team, like Paulsons, uh, Rovrat, I mean, all the uh, Russians and Indians. I mean, I was a part of a great, you know, group, even guys lighter like Kudakov and Bunches and like guys like that were all out there that, you know, really took me as mentors. And yeah, like Burroughs, we had a great match and he got me in the end. But <laughs> he was like, who the fuck is this cracker that I can't finish a for? <laughs> Like, I'm a heavy lead leg. I'll give you one leg. I call it the impossible leg, you know? Now I'm going to make you wrestle on that single. He's used to everybody, like, he's being able to time people and fake them into presenting a a, a lead leg, you know, like kind of a, a double leg stance, like a squared stance. Yeah, when he draws a square stance. Yeah, but he only hits it when he draws a, a step. So he yep. sets that double up very uniquely. And uh, if you never fake or step and give him a constant single leg, look you're gonna hit some wrestling positions with them and i feel like that's where guys like david taylor and um some other guys were able to draw success and i just think he had a, you know i was a young kid at that time very raw but uh jb was definitely the the guy that got me to nebraska you know i mean coach manning brian snyder everybody there was great james green you know i had dudley kokish mccully earl i mean we had a squad but uh yeah, Burroughs, when you're getting recruited by the GOAT, I don't think it I don't think you say no. Yeah, I hear that. And uh with all those mentors, um, you know, you ended up uh at Iowa State and all American. Um you know, was uh we me and uh, me and Ike were talking about, you know, you were at 197. Was that a was that a cut for you? I know I know you're you're fighting a little bit lower right now, but was uh No, that's the terrible thing about it is like after Nebraska, I went to Iowa Central. I won a title at 197, but I was walking around at 205, 210. I was a trained 97-pounder. When I went to Iowa State, I had certified and I was cutting 84. So even when I'd wrestle 97, I'd be weighing in the same day weighing an hour before, you know, collegiate wrestling yep. rules. I'm trained for 84, so I'm living at 190. So, yeah, you know, I hear that. yeah. <laughs> But on the contrary, I was quite undersized. I got bumped up to 197 the week of the Big 12 tournament because we had an automatic qualifier at uh, our weight in 84. And he never did anything at NCAAs. And that was the year that uh, Gabe Dean won it. And I was trained for 84 that year. And if you look what happened, to you know, like six, eight weeks later at the U.S. You Open, Gabe Dean. I beat him right after he won his title. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was definitely 184 pounder that year. And um there was a bunch of injuries. And like I said, I came in middle of the season transferring from Iowa central. So I was also fulfilling my role as what uh coach Kevin Jackson thought was best for the team. But I definitely disagree with that. I thought what was best for the team was to give a guy who was a potential champ, his best shot at winning at the weight he was trained at. And I was an 84 pound here. I was very undersized. Like even the guy who beat me, uh, I pinned Hawk twice, and he was the all American He was the finalist the year after, but uh, Brett Farr beat me in the quarters. And if you watch, you know, a couple years later on the senior level, I beat him at yeah, 86. Yeah, so when he comes down, 
to our same weight at 86, you know, I handled them. But different story, when you're, yeah. You're, you're when you're going to bench against the best guys, at giving up 10 to 15 pounds, and then you have an extra minute with a different rule set of riding time and holding, and you're not just throwing people around like you are in freestyle trying to earn exposure. It's all about control. That's why I believe NCA wrestling is the best background for MMA. Ooh, I like that. Gary or uh, Ike's got a good one for you. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's oh, exactly yeah, that's what Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan said. I uh I don't know. I'm not trying Joe to be contrarian. Yeah, Joe Rogan says he's like if he was uh, making an athlete like on a video game or something, he would pour the 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 skill into wrestling more than anything else. And no offense. Joe's a smart motherfucker. You should listen yeah, to him. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Wrestling equals control. Wrestling, if, if you're a better striker than me, then I decide we're going to the ground. It's if true. you're better on the ground and grappling than me, then I decide we're standing up. It's control factor. That is okay. That is true. That is true. All right, let's hear your argument. I'm trying. I was going to say that. If you had a jujitsu guy with a take a Gordon Ryan, I think he could flourish in MMA. Like his somebody who has that like that wrestling mindset, somebody who uh, just who's grinder. You saw Islam. If I saw Gordon Ryan, I would take him down and beat the shit out of him. Your your submissions, you turn into a motherfucking purple belt when you start getting beat up. That's true. Oh my god, I love it. I, <laughs> I fucking love. It. <laughs> you ever seen anybody i'm from east baltimore northeast baltimore we're fighting i'm not i'm not getting somebody to fight me squared up one-on-one they're pulling out knives they're pulling out friends if i start sliding on my ass <laughs> survival on the fucking street or the alley to engage and i can't physically slam you on your neck like the shit i do if i do that in the street you're dead <laughs> well that brings me to my next question <laughs> again we're being joined by pat downey at pat downey on twitter and instagram fighting bellator 289 friday december 9th watch live and free justin and i will be on the bellator mma's youtube channel before i ask pat about the pat pat football toss uh the the amazing video go check it out on his instagram uh pat brought it up about a street fight uh, about uh, jujitsu guys kind of scooting forward that's never gonna happen um but i would say Maybe it's a little dangerous for a wrestling guy to take down in the street. Well, what could work is striking. Pat, could you talk to us about your developing striking and how has it uh, been adding it to your tool belt? Right. And there's a, it, it's kind of by design. I was just talking to my father. He's like, you know, they would love to go out there and see you strike. And they're like, you, you know, you already know you can go take this dude down and beat him up and get a submit, you know? So people want to see that. And, it's kind of cool. I intentionally haven't even posted like clips of me hitting mitts. You know what I mean? Like probably the easiest part of my training, like sitting there, you know, and I won't even show it because I just want everybody to think like my hands are non-existent. It's cool. But, um, let's just say this. When I grew up where I come from, I started judo, jujitsu, boxing all before wrestling. Once I took the wrestling and I, realized my wrestling was like the next level and that just came because i always land on top i can be fucking in a most peculiar situation and scenario and you know 
better hips laying on top. So that was what really gravitated the wrestling like uh, niche. But yeah, I crack. I love it. And then uh, we were talking about earlier before you joined, um, you know, a lot of people I think, uh, well, that I know of and I hear they, they compare you to Bo Nickel. Um, you know, Bo is, you know, shooting, shooting out the gates, going for, you know, the title right away. Um, you know, they're, you know, you fought um, Nelson Keys first and you got Christian Nichols or Eichels now. Um, you know, what? Uh, what's your mindset or what's your goal, um, you know, in this, uh, in the end game? Well, like, what's the end game goal for you? Like, what do you want to, you want to work your way up or, um, you know, you want that title shot immediately or, you know, do you want that, um, you know, that bubble? Well, you know, it's a good question. It's a good question, right? Like, I'm not going to call somebody out in a different promotion. That comparison's fair just because we've been similar weights and like adversaries in the past. And he's, you know, him and David are like the ultimate oppositions being the Penn State guys. Yep. Good wrestling pedigree. It's definitely a fair comparison. I also think that Bo's going to be extremely dominant in the UFC. He's not biting off more than he can chew. His wrestling is. Yeah, there's nobody in the UFC that you can compare it to at any weight, let alone. I mean, did you see the fucking last title fight in the UFC, Adesanya and Pereira? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Bo would probably beat both of them guys right now, as would I. Just because they can't stop a takedown, we'll hold them down if we want to, which we would, and we'll beat the shit out of them and choke them out. It's just Dude, I simple- fucking love it. I love it. I'm sorry, Ike, it's, but Jesus. I it's literally it. that simple. It's literally that simple. So to think a guy like Bo or Hamzat can't go out right now and kill an Adesanya or a Pereira or whomever else, like, it, it's kind of like, to me, it almost shows the lack of uh, knowledge that, like, you know, the lack, not maybe not lack of knowledge, lack of respect like on the actual pedigree of what it means to have certain accolades because there's high level wrestlers but then you got a high level wrestler like yoel romero who's never done folk style he doesn't know how to take down hold ride throw in legs get to a kill there's almost this nca wrestling allows you to be like this grappler where you have the elite takedowns you have the elite grappling the holding the you know the control and now you're able to find kills so um I love the comparison, you know, I'm not going to deny that. I mean, what, what fault is it is in being held to the highest standard, you know, guys that win the Hodge trophy, guys that are Olympians, guys that are Olympic final, you know what I mean? Guys that are ranked in the world, me being one of those guys, when we're talked about in the same breath, that doesn't bother me. That's it's, it, it, you know, I like that. Now, to to your next question about goals is I want to be the Bellator champion, but I'm not going to go out calling guys out with the Bellator belt while I'm in a developmental contract. What sense does that make? Makes sense. Smart man. Amazing. Amazing. Um, You gave us beautiful breakdowns of your your goals, uh, your wrestling credentials. Uh, But, Pat, I, uh, I want to know your thoughts about uh well first let me show the audience here's uh mr downey can you guys see this oh shit you're screen sharing oh my god is this yeah, me at the I, park i closed all the the naughty tabs 
But uh, <laughs> yes, this All is. Right, don't, don't watch the first few. Everybody's like, "Why didn't you catch them?" I'm like, "You motherfuckers got the attention spans of goldfish." <laughs> I literally start catching forty yard dimes to myself. It's coming up. It's coming. And I like you dealt with the adversity, the rip shoe. You you actually accomplished the the forty right there with no shoes, and then you do it again. 40, I, that was a dime. Here we go. And I, oh wait, oh it's the next one. It's the next one. And there it is. And I respect it, man. That that's harder than I thought. And uh, I I tried it myself, so I, I want to get your uh, thoughts. You this is the last thing I want to get your thoughts on uh, my my throw, Mr. Downey. <laughs> thanks for the interview. This is for you. Let's go. <laughs> Bro, did you tag me in this? Did you tag me? No, I didn't, this this is a I didn't. It's on my phone, <laughs> bro. You gotta post this shit, and we gotta get a tag going so I can like share it, and I'll call it a challenge. <laughs> I didn't realize how hard this was. I was like, I count the yards. I go, what the fuck did I sign up for? Would you throw a ten yard yeah, pass to yourself? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I'm fucking chucking forty yard dimes. I you made it look so easy. I was like, I could easily do thirty. So that that was only that was only a twenty, but my man, <laughs> my I'm telling you, I need better perspective. My father would say I need to put it up on a tripod so you can see like the actual distance and it, the the angle doesn't do the the pass justice. But it points the same, man. I can do anything, dude. Wildly impressive. Uh, again, at Pat Downey, Twitter and Instagram, Bellator two eighty nine next Friday. December 9th, watch live and free on Bellator's MMA YouTube channel. Bo, we really appreciate the time, brother. Good luck and get the W. Thanks, fellas. Good talking. Good luck, man. Appreciate Later. you. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. We're going to. All right, we're good. I got, I got fucking, they got me lined up, man. I got to get to the yep, next one. Yep, jump out of here. All right. I'm Take care, fellas. I'll see. I'll talk. Keep in touch. You're lucky. How do I actually do on virtual? I, obviously, you whoop my ass in person. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll play some Madden with you. Dude. Amazing. Amazing. Here, let me pull up the side by side. All right, we got seven minutes. Are, are, are you floating? Are you floating? Dude, I would be floating, but you signed off and called him Bo. No, I didn't. Oh, my God, dude. Wait, on the last? No, wait. Yeah. I said Pat Downey. Lizard King, Pat Downey. I apologize for my uh, my co-host here. What we'll you'll have to rough him up in person and virtually on Madden. He's gonna do. No way. That's okay. No way. no way. When I said what, like before the bye bye, like the last bye. Oh my god, dude. Oh, you'll see it when you when you play it back. Oh my god, we literally anyways, talked about that. Yeah, dude. I think that I love like. You know, just talking to him right there, I love Pat Downey more than I already did before. I mean, yeah, he's got uh like you said, he he uh you know speaks speaks his mind. He's a straight shooter. I love it. And that comparison to, yeah, you're gonna slide your ass on the ground and try to fight me. Come on, dude. Oh my, it just makes so much sense. So you and your MMA Avengers, I need to get on with you guys. <laughs> I don't know who I'm going to be. I'm probably going to be, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, or I'm not an Avenger, but oh my God, man. I just love it. The whole mindset, him, uh, 
I don't know. I can't. I can't even describe it. I just love it. That's a. I thought that was a great, great interview with Mister Pat Downey. Yeah, I'm apologizing to the Bellator PR guy. Saying sorry. Uh, what's your Venmo? <laughs> oh my gosh, that was cool, man. I, I was getting nervous there. It was like two minutes. It was like seven uh, seventeen on the East Coast. Um, and I was like, all right, all right, all right. Where's he going? Where's he going? Where is he? Where is he? But he's, he's got a lot of media obligations. I'm happy that he could fit into his thick schedule wrestling with MMA. Oof, so you, that was fun. Yeah, that's uh, you got to tag that. You got to tag him in your football post. Or you not. Gotta, <laughs> he's like, do that 10 yards. He's like, yeah, he's that's, uh, me. And then he saw me throw. He go, uh, I got an interview coming up after. Yeah. That's funny. Um, give me a give me a prediction. What do you think, uh, Mister Downey does? Uh, I think we're on the same side of the victory. If we're going prop bets, like what round? And I'm saying first round TKO. Hmm. <laughs> All right. I like uh, I like first round probably a uh, submission. Ooh. So I didn't know he started. Uh, he said jujitsu, judo, judo, yeah, karate, something. I didn't know that either. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Well-rounded. Wow. Just his mindset, man. His whole mindset into, you know, this profession. I love it. Development or developing, you know, he's learning. He's learning the sport. Like you said, it's not much different. He's wrestled at the highest stage. You know, he's he's had, you know, light shining on him, all that good stuff, but. He makes sense, you know. He's learning the game, and he's not going to call out somebody right now. But you know him, uh, him talking about Bo Nichols wrestling that nobody in the UFC. Dude, what a question, by the way. Dude, I uh, I don't know. I try. <laughs> I try. I was preparing. <laughs> That's it. We should get shirts or model. I try. I try. <laughs> you know that that brings us to another point. The you know the pedigree that uh you know Penn State wrestling. You know as Bo Nichols said. We, we we you know come here to win championships um you know i really and pat's just a, i think genuine about that like the comparison he loves it um you know bo gets a lot of a, a lot of notoriety of uh you know his uh, wrestling accolades but again pat didn't pat didn't have the uh the chance to finish out and i'm sure uh i'm sure he would have done pretty well if, like you were saying at 184 you know he beat gabe dean uh a few months later he was a national champ yeah, a couple of those, it was like, in my head, I was thinking of a question like, man, uh, things just just barely like missed, like completely lining up and clicking for that could open crazy doors that led to crazy opportunity. And that's I just I feel it, man, like his personality, obviously the skill set, obviously, it just it's perfect for MMA where, like he said, like uh, it didn't have to do an interview before a wrestling match. It's like and who doesn't want to hear this guy talk like dude i love it like that just gave me goosebumps and fired me up just uh <laughs> i hope uh the mma avengers comment on this yeah. at least subscribe to it guys at least subscribe you know <laughs> we're looking for those extra guys <laughs> oh we're not looking for beef we're looking for subscriptions we gotta um, get we gotta get pat downey some uh some pit vipers I, we gotta I, reach out to our connection i you know, think Mr. you have Man a connection i was just gonna say <laughs> We gotta reach out to Mr. Manramp um, and see if we can get him some uh, some PVs. One hundred PVs. I love it, PVs. man. PVs. 
he will be laying the PVC next uh <laughs> next <laughs> next Friday. Uh definitely checking like adults only for this episode. But um yeah, that, that I love it, man. He's cool. He seems like he was like somebody that just one of the boys, one of the guys, like not stuck sure. up. Oh man. Very he, uh very happy. Just by that. talking to him, like you can tell he's got a lot of passion for what he does, you know. Um I mean, you can tell it in his voice too. You know, he's so like, he breaks things down. Um, you know, the mentors, the things that he's seen and the people that he's trained with. Um, what did I say? He would gravitate to you, man. It's like the knowledge that you're dropping. He's like, man, who's, who's this guy? He's like, oh, well, it's, it's easy with wrestling for me. I, I can't talk about striking again. Um, you know, like you said, if he, if he wanted to take you down to the ground, like that's where, that's where the fight's going. Like he can hold you there. Um, I think the knowledge. I think is, of I mean, a counter argument now. Me, yeah. Think about it. Have your have your crew do it too. But uh, <laughs> um, I think uh, if we're having a conversation about strike, I mean, I can't, I can't strike. I can strike at the the back of your head when I got legs in from top. But other than that, like, I don't know how to box. So I, I agree, and uh, like a, a familiarity with it. I don't know if you could catch it when I was like uh, shifting gears from the uh, you're schooling me on my argument to how are your striking skills. Um, he mentioned the first thing he said, like, dude, I'm from Baltimore. Like, meaning like <laughs> we've scrapped his hands. I picked that up right away. I was like, I was like, this guy, I love <laughs> him. I love it. Oh, I think we got about 40 seconds, 30 seconds here. Well, I think it was a, a great episode. Um, I know Christmas is coming up. You got little man's birthday. I got my little man's birthday coming up. So it's, uh, I think until next time, my man, 